everybody. And it's Sunday. And I'm back. And hopefully you're back, too, at the new time slot. Yes, I'm no longer from 4 to 6, obviously, because it is now noon. So I am now uh, your nooner every Sunday. So I appreciate you tuning in and all those that have never heard me because, uh, you know, the time slot was uh, best of. And uh, now hopefully you'll become a a listener, too, of the Katie K9 show. Call in your cat questions, your dog questions. I don't do iguanas. (laughs) I never got into reptiles. I appreciate them, though. But I just never got into them to understand and learn them. So anyway, so hopefully you all had a great week and you're battening down for the heat. So we have somebody on the other side of the glass. Last week we had Josh. Now we have Heidi. Hey, Heidi, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good, good. So there's, now she's got hope. Stay on standby. Just in case everything blows up, <laughs> which I doubt. I doubt. It's, Thank you. It's pretty simple other than sometimes phone calls get a little overwhelming. But anyway, so I appreciate you trying to t- take on the KDK9 show. So anyway. My pleasure. And hopefully my listeners won't drive you over the edge because sometimes you want to tell you the whole story. You know, you just got to remember to tell them. Yep. 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 Just give me the, <laughs> not the story. Keep it brief. Yeah. Give me the question. So anyway, got I got great listeners and I really appreciate all of them following and um, uh, I, you know, I've, I'm really surprised now last Sunday and this Sunday too, there's a lot of traffic coming into the city Isn't there on Sundays at noon. I mean, well, I leave it a little after 11, you know, so I'm just kind of like, whoa, maybe drive time wasn't four to six, maybe drive time from the cap is noon to two. I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of out there. So you got your house all tightened up. So the, uh, the heat doesn't, uh, sweat your house out. As best I can. I closed all the windows all about 10. And then, because I try not to turn the AC on. We just have a window air conditioning. Same here. And so I said, I try not to turn that on until I absolutely positively have to. When you when you walk in from outside and it no longer feels like, oh, maybe the AC is on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little sticky. Then I turn on the AC. Yeah. And have oh, all yeah. the blinds closed and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, dang it. I did. For, I forgot to close my Mylars. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> eh. Oh, well, I'll get those when I get home. It is really different getting home at two thirty. I have a whole day after last year. Tons last, of time to do stuff. Oh, what, instead of waiting and waiting and waiting to leave by three and then get home at you know six thirty, quarter to seven, kind of takes a whole day. Here now, I get up, get chores done, you know, and then ding for just maybe a half hour, get in the car, get here, and then when I get home, I got. You're not anticipating and getting ready because you don't want to start anything before you go to the radio right. show. Right. And, you know, I live on a farm. And so, you know, it's, it, that involves sweat. <laughs> Especially <laughs> on a day like today. Oh, yeah. So, so it was really, so I got home last week at uh, 2.30 and I got putting her on the lawn mode and some weed whipping done. And I was just like, look at this. I have another day, I'm a, a productive <laughs> day. So that's kind of cool. So it is. So the time change. Uh, one thing that's going to be cool is that come winter, you know, when the days get shorter. It won't be dark. Yes, I come in the light and I get to home in the light and I've been socked in by a couple snowstorms whereas it took me I don't go on the freeway when the snowstorms because I've, oh. I've been nailed twice on not by me somebody trying to you know be in the left lane oh. they start doing the swervy thing and chink right into me so I went oh gosh I, I go the back roads and usually if I go the back roads because I live in Hugo it takes me it will on, on some of the snowstorms there was one snowstorm that took me an hour and a half to get home which is normally a 25 minute drive Wow. By going the back roads. Well, you weren't going over 20, 25 miles an hour, and yeah. she was in four by the whole time. <laughs> Isn't that kind of hard to remember what it was like with to have snow on a day like today? Oh, <laughs> no. I just, it shows my uh, pictures show up on my computer. So, you know, they shows the pictures, you know, on my computer. And it's funny that you mentioned that. The one that just showed up before I left the house was we had got, 
gotten 16 inches of snow and I had ta- you know, and all the pine trees were just, you know, caked with it. Oh, yeah. And that picture show, I'm like, ooh, that's very cooling. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshing. No kidding. So hopefully with this heat that you guys are going to not be stupid with your, your pets. Um, uh, two weeks ago was the Good Neighbor Days Parade. And uh, usually I've been really lucky that people have not brought their dogs to walk in the parade. Well, this year, unfortunately, I had about eight dogs that were walking in the parade. Oh. And I had to be get my, I said, told John, I said, watch, I got a commission here. Then I had to go tell these people, get the dog on the side, off the, uh, off the tar, let them walk on grass. You got something you could put the dog on and have the dog drive through. I, you know, you're going to burn the paws. And that's mm-hmm. the honest to God truth is that you can easily burn paws. Okay, now here, when it's 77 degrees temperature, the asphalt's 125. When it's 86, it's 135. When it's 87, it's 143. Okay, now 97, it might, it'll be 153. Oh, my god! Okay, so the thing is, is that the good rule of thumb, if you can't walk barefoot the whole time on while you're walking, because you're going, ouch, 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 you better, pet better not be doing it either. Neither can your dog. Yeah, because dogs sweat through the pads of their feet. People don't realize that. And then also another thing, a good gauge is if... Um, uh, as your dog is walking, if the head starts lowering and the tongue starts really coming out far, and they start, you know, uh, kind of, they're 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 all of a sudden behind you, <laughs> you know, having all they can do to get up. Boy, you better get off and get on the grass, get in the shade, and uh, you can cool your dog down by rubbing ice on the pads of their feet mm-hmm. or putting ice in their armpits. So you better bring some ice and water for your dog too. But uh, you know, on those days, it's like people, come on, we don't have many strung together Mm -hmm. your dogs don't need especially if your dog is overweight that's a huge no-no because that's you're just asking for heat stroke and then uh so the the thing is is that go out you know uh maybe go for a half a block get down and a half let them pee sniff a little bit and go get back into that house okay or get your kitty pools out in the backyard you know for the dogs can jump in, in and out of the pools if your dog doesn't like it then you always what you do is you get them to go in and out of it without the water Right. And then you put like maybe two inches in and have them go in and out with that. And you slowly start adding your water. And pretty soon the dog's having a riot. There are some dogs that it takes a while. If you got a short stuff, you know, like a Shih Tzu or a wiener dog, <laughs> you may need to be a little ramp to go in and then a little ramp to get out, you know, because they can't make it over the lip of that kiddie pool. Yep. Yeah. So that's why, like I said, the big thing is going to keep yourself cool. On days like this, what the big joke is, um, okay, I have kiddie pools for dogs and I have kiddie peel people. <laughs> kitty pools okay <laughs> and so anyway so you the big joke now will be this next couple of days when it gets so hot i put the kitty pools out for the humans and what we do is i, I call everybody knows we're going to go down to katie's and dangle and what I, and what we do is you set the chairs around the kitty pool and you and our oh, water put is, your pads of your and, feet and, in yes there. <laughs> and you put the, your feet in there and man i'll tell you it's like a, you're it's like you're by a lake it's you know you're cooled down even though it's hot it's it's unbelievable because our water is really really cold mm-hmm. and so uh but then you know, on days like that it warms up pretty quick too and then i just add more water so but yeah so we just dangle in our pool <laughs> so it is a lot cheaper than you know, all the chemicals and stuff like that and that people oh, have yeah. their pools which reminds me if you have a pool uh please you got to teach your dog number one 
how to get in the pool and how to get out of the pool. In case a dog jumps in and can't find, where's the exit, where's the exit, where's the exit? You can see it. The dog doesn't know about it. So the, the before you ever let your dog, you've got to teach them the entrance and exit so they know where you, you let them go into the pool and then you stand by where they need to come. and Come here, come here, come here. And then let them get out and then have them go back in. And what your goal is that you can stand outside the pool and call the dog and the dog knows exactly where to and how to get out of the pool. I'm really happy that there's many more people now that are doing salt pools instead of the chemical pools. And uh, if you have a a chemical pool, make sure you have several uh, buckets of clean water around the pool and teach a dog to go there for a drink instead of drinking the pool water. Because people don't think of that. Even though it doesn't kill your dog right now, all those chemicals, the chlorine and stuff is not good for the kidneys and their liver and overall being. Mm -hmm. Plus, dogs that spend a lot of time in the pool like that with the chlorine and stuff, their coat gets really funky. You know, it it starts getting very dry, very just like what people, human hair does Mm -hmm. when it's been in the chlorine and the chemicals and such like that. It gets very bleached out and stuff. So, so anyway, so hopefully uh, you guys are going to be kind to yourself and to your animals. Of course, I care more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, okay, we're going to run to break. we come back. Hey, I hope you got some questions for me. Give a holler, 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Okay, trivia. How big is the largest known ant colony? 3,700 miles. 37 miles, 3.7 miles, 370 miles. The largest ant colony. We'll be back. All right. Appreciate you tuning in the dial to the MyTalk1071.com and to the KDK9 show now from noon to 2 every Sunday. So I appreciate that. All right. Here's the trivia question How big is the largest known ant colony? Is it 3,700 miles, 37 miles, 3.7 miles, or 370 miles? What do you think there? I'm, I'm going to say maybe 37 miles. All right. Guess what? That's what I guessed, too. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's 3,700 miles. The largest recorded continuous colony of ants in, in the world stretches 3,700 miles. Okay, from wow. northern Italy through the south of France to the Atlantic coast of Spain and is made up of a species of Argentine ants uh, introduced into Europe during the 1920s. Huh. 3,700 miles. Wow. I'm like, oh my God. I've always been fascinated. Did you ever have an ant farm when you were a kid? Uh, no. I We had... Ant piles of sand oh, yeah. in the yard. No, we had you know the ant farm where you can <laughs> yeah. watch the little things, you know that sure. that glass, and it really you know they're constantly moving, and um, but it's really interesting to watch how they design everything. It, it was really cool. My ant farms didn't were not long living. Apparently, I'm not a good ant keeper, <laughs> but why I had them, it was very enjoyable to watch. You know, you don't see that anymore. You know, that used to be what you got when you were a kid, you know? Yep. So anyway, okay, let's, uh, hey, you got a question, please give a call. 651-641-1071. Oh, and I want to reiterate the Cat Video Festival, August 4th. They're going to have kind of like the... 
uh, spokes cat <laughs> for the festival. And so you guys need to submit submit your videos for that, okay? And then all the videos and pictures and such like that that are submitted, they're going to try to put up on the big screen. I was there last year, and it really was fun. And it was, oh, that night was beautiful. It was just super, just the right temperature. Um, it was just beautiful. And then they had fireworks afterwards. So you, you do well to go to the to the cat video festival on August 4th. So go to mytalk1071.com, put in cat or cat festival, I can't remember what it is, and submit your you know video for it. Because Lord knows, I think cats are, they do uh, more goofy things than dogs do. They really do. Yeah. They get themselves into predicaments that it's just like, really? And what were you thinking? You know, the dogs <laughs> have their fair share, but cats, because they can get up and through and do different things, there are a lot more things like that. So, Okay, yeah. who's up? We have Robin, and she has a puppy that she would like to teach how to not jump up on the counter. All right. Hi, Robin. How you doing? Hi, can you hear me? You betcha. I can hear you now. Oh, I cool. can hear you now. Yeah, you you just got really quiet on my end. Oh, so okay. I wasn't sure. Oh, okay. Hi, Hi there. Hi, Katie. Thanks for taking my call. Well, thanks for calling. What can I do for you? You got a, What kind of dog do you have? I have a Cavapoo. Okay. She is eight months old okay. now, and um, she's just delightful. But man, now that she there she is. Now that she's gotten her um, her full length, she's kind of discovered that if she gets on her hind paws and leaps, she can pull things off the kitchen counter. Ah, and okay. you know, I was hoping you could kind of walk me through the steps of how do I. I'm home with her all the time. I work from home. Okay. Um, and I think I've gotten a bit undisciplined in, you know, how how I keep it. Because most of the time I try to keep her quiet so I can be on meetings at work. Yeah, yeah. Which means that I'm, you know, I'm allowing behavior that I know I probably shouldn't be. But this has become problematic when people come over and we have dinner sitting on the table and stuff. Can okay. you help me? Yep. Well, the, okay, first of all, what you got to do, because this is what's happened a lot of times with people working from home, and they either got a puppy or they got a secondhand dog or whatever. Because you're home, you're not, you're not diligent on setting um, uh, boundaries, okay, and having rules. Yeah. And that's what needs to be done. So that overall, you get your dog thinking, holding a thought, and then minding their P's and Q's. Because just like a person, you know, I want my dog to come when they're called. Well, how does he walk on a leash first? Well, he doesn't. He just got to walk. Well, then you don't have a prior for come. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you got to build the want to want to please, to build the, that you're worth following and what you mean. You say what you mean, mean what you say, and you follow through so the dog thinks twice about doing it again. Okay? Dogs learn by trial and error. They do this, this happens. They do that, that happens. Okay? And, and food is a big motivator to be naughty. <laughs> and so what I there's a couple ways you can do this. Uh, first of all, uh, you can let her drag a six-foot nylon leash around. Now, when does she do this? Like, okay, usually dogs are opportunists. When you're out of the room, they're looking. They're scanning. They're figuring out what they can go after. Is that when it usually happens? No. It's when I'm working in the kitchen. Okay. And she sees all that activity going on up there and something looks like a, you know, like a wash rag is hanging over the edge. She'll okay. grab it and run. Okay. Um, uh, and then also when my family comes over and we're eating at the dining room table, she, you know, we have to push all the food to the, like, pretty much the center so she doesn't pull it down. Okay. Okay. You got to have rules in the kitchen. My rules in the kitchen is you stay out of my kitchen. <laughs> okay. The thing is, is that, you know, especially around the stove, if you drop something or a pan would flip, I don't want that, you know, especially on a small dog. Okay. And then I had Ethel, she was three pounds. You know, but anyway, so the thing is, is that and then you don't what I do is set boundaries in every room that you spend a lot of time in, whether it's a den, a kitchen, the dog should have their spot.
cot, their rug, their kennel, whatever you want to call it. And you want to teach them to go to their spot and stay there until you release them from that. And so that's the first thing that you want to teach. Next thing you want to teach is until you get to that point where they'll listen, that you're going to, uh, when it's dinner time, she's in her kennel. Do you use a kennel? No. I knew that would come in. <laughs> Uh, and so I got one. Yeah, I just I've never gotten used to it. Yeah, and see that's why that's where kennels come in handy. That becomes a dog's bedroom, and so where place where you can have control of the situation. All right, where when you're mm-hmm. when you don't want, let's say you're having on your conference call, that she learns to just be calm in her kennel, so that she's not you know while you're on your calls, she's not destroying the house or getting into trouble or barking at mm-hmm. you or whatever. You got control of the situation. All right. And it's never too late to kennel train them because if you'd lose your dog and I found them, they'd be learned. The first thing I'm going to teach them is to be kennel trained because that's Mm -hmm. a savior for themselves and a savior for you. And unless you're Mm -hmm. independently wealthy to um, uh, take care of what she maybe ate is now killing her or what she destroyed. And now you've got to replace. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So so it's it's, it's a whole thing. It's building that respect. Dogs do things for us out of respect and trust. Okay, not out of love. All right. And so that's mm-hmm. why by setting boundaries, setting rules, and there's consequences for their action, they learn words and what they mean. Now, let's say you're uh, preparing dinner right now in the interim. You're preparing dinner, and here she comes. Okay, get a plant mister, a hair mister, whatever type thing. When she comes in to, into the kitchen, you know, towards you, you want to point over her back of her head and say either away or back. Okay, whereas you don't want her by you. If she doesn't take that pair, mister, set on stream, blast her in the face and say, ah, back or away. Mm. All right. So that you want her away from the situation. And then if she tries to come yeah. ah, 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 wrong away or back or out, whatever word you want to use. But you have to be consistent on what the word means, okay? okay? And so anyway, so that's what you're going to do is that like where you're preparing dinner, if you've got an island or something like that, you don't want her underfoot, all right? You could trip over with a, uh, a pan of yep. bacon grease or something like that. So she has to learn there's a boundary and she cannot cross it. And so you have to be yeah. very persistent on that. When you're, it's time for dinner, then she's going to be either in her kennel or you're going to teach her her spot, you know, type so that she has to go to her spot, a rug, whatever you want to call it. In the end term, you could maybe tether her to something so she can't come over by the table. Um, yeah. Or this is a good time to teach her the kennel where you put her in the kennel. Uh, you, I would bring the kennel out. I would now, is it a plastic type or a, a wire type? It's a wire wire one. Okay, the plastics are better because dogs are deading animals. They want their back covered. With the wire kennels, Uh they feel like the world can get them and they can't do nothing about it. And so I would strongly recommend the plastic kennel and not the wire kennel. That was invented because people felt so bad about putting their dog into a kennel. Oh, they can't see anything. They're in jail, blah, blah, blah. Well, here, look at We made this all. Well, most dogs, they feel very insecure and start barking and they hate their kennels, especially if you're going to do it when the dog is old. Some pet puppies, if they grow up in them, uh, they deal with them a little bit better. But you, I, I would strongly suggest that you get the, the plastic type. Okay. And then yeah. what you do is you throw a treat in there and say, kennel, real happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you're going to start feeding her in it in the morning. She has to go to kennel to, to eat. Uh, at first, you don't. You can just put the kennel or the uh, 
the food just inside the door, and she, like she'll stand outside, and her head will be inside, and then start working her into that. Okay, we got to hold on. Want to hold on? We're gonna come back and teach you some yeah. more. Okay, yeah. okay. Which all right? Which organ can account for up to thirty percent of a shark's total body mass? Is it the kidney, the heart, the stomach, or the liver? What do you think? I got this one majorly wrong. What do you think? Da, 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 da. <laughs> the heart? No. What it is, believe it or not, is the liver. Unlike oh. bony fish, sharks do not have the gas-filled swim bladder for buoyancy. Instead, they rely on a large liver filled with oil. Isn't that interesting? Huh. Yeah, because I, I originally, I, um, I said heart, all, oh, no, I said stomach. I said oh, stomach. Okay. So anyway, yeah, isn't that interesting? Oh, shark, man, I would not. <laughs> you know, everybody's so interested to go see in the ocean. Me, I'll look from afar, you yeah, know. I'm good with that. I'll stand at the very edge and let the little curl of water just tingle on my feet, and then I'm moving along. Oh, well, okay, we're going back to Robin. Robin, are you with us? There we go. Robin's got a cabapoo that she's a counter jumper. Uh, loves to when they eat dinner. When they eat dinner, she loves to be there and to grab stuff. Now, also too, with the dog around the kitchen table or wherever you guys eat, it, it never fails. Somebody starts slipping stuff to the dog. You know, having to go over the edge, so mm-hmm. that creates the beggar. You never feed the dog when you are eating. They, if you want to give them some of your, I'm, I'm a huge plus. Yes, feed the dog human food, but not while you are eating you make the dogs their own plate and then after you get done eating and you cleaned it up now the dog gets to have something whatever you want to give the dog okay and there it is it's a cabapoo eight months old all right and so now like barking does she do do that a lot like when you get when your attention is diverted she's still you can hear barking at you well I put her outside. Oh, okay. So she came out and she she sees that an old cat or a squirrel or something. Oh, <laughs> I see. Okay. Because in there, yeah. you can use that spray bottle, the Mahir Mr. Plan Mr. filled with water set on stream. As she is barking, you got to have a quiet word. Give a growl, ah, blast her in the face with the water, and then quiet. And as soon as she quiets, you're going to call me and go, thank you. Oh, Don't say good girl awesome. or good boy. Okay, you're just going to go, thank you. I, I thought I'd read something about not spraying a dog in the face, so I'm really glad to hear that that's okay. Well, why? I don't know why, because it's just water. It's like somebody getting yeah. your attention and blasting you in the face with a water gun. You know, it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, and so, yeah, with the little face like that, you don't taint it. It's just plain water, okay, set on stream. So yeah. as she's barking, uh, the first five times it's going to be, ah, blast, quiet. And then after five times it's going to be, ah, quiet. If she does it, now the blast comes. Now, when she, because you want her to learn to listen to the words and respond where you don't need the correction. That's the same thing. Now, let's say um, she's in the kitchen and you said, you know, back or away. And she does it, blast her, walk towards her, and, and then blast her in the face. Ah, away. And as soon as she turns and moves a little bit, just go, thank you. Don't pet her. Don't say good girl because that's going to get her all nutsy in the headsy. Don't say good girl from this point on. You're just going to call me go, thank you, or very nice, mm. very nice. You want to be calm and steady, be what you want the dog to be, all right? And you'll be really surprised on the difference in their attitude and their man- mindset when you quit saying good girl. And so anyway, mm. so that's what we got to do. Okay, now back to the kennel, you're going to start, you know, like feeding her in the kennel. And then uh, your goal is that you can, you know, say kennel and toss a treat in there or a favorite toy. Sometimes you close the door, sometimes you don't. When you do close the door, maybe you walk to the end 
of the hallway, turn around, come back. And as long as she's quiet, just open the door and just keep right on walking. Always leave the door open so she can use it if she wants to, when she wants to. Put like mm-hmm. an old a towel or a shirt of yours, your scent, something with your scent on it, and put that in there so she feels like you're in there with her. She's not in there all by herself. Right. And so what's going to happen mm-hmm. is that now you've got something so that either, you know, that she's going to learn because this is another thing that people don't think of. Let's say you got to travel and you got to bring the dog with and you got to stay in a hotel. That dog has to be kennel trained or you're not. The dog can't be in there. Your dog gets mm-hmm. hurt and he has to go to a vet. Where does he where is he put when he goes to the vet in a kennel? And the distress for being in a kennel was far outweighed what he was in there for, all right? Mm. So it can compound why the dog was in there to begin with. So that's why kennels are your savior. And so that's why you can say kennel, you can say place, you can say house, you can name it anything you want. But it's really important that all dogs are kennel trained because it's going to save them. It's going to save you. Let's say your dog gets hurt for some reason and he has to be totally stationary. If he's not used to a kennel situation, you're screwed. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's why the kennel is your best friend. But anyway, now another thing, too, is that now you're getting back to the dog, you know, swiping stuff off the table or the counter. You can let him drag a six foot nylon leash around the house and then take like a peanut butter sandwich, something that stinks really bad or a can of tuna, open a can of tuna. So that what you're after is that as he's walking to it, the minute he he looks like he's going to jump up, okay, and like, you know, either pick up the leash and give it a quick bump backwards toward the tail and go wrong. Okay, and as soon as he looks mm-hmm. at you, very nice, very nice. Um, or you can go leave it, all right? Okay, now what you're after here is that he can walk through the kitchen, his head might turn like, hey, there's something up there, and you're going to be in the back of his head, right, you know, watching him, ah, 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 leave it. And then, fine, I'm going to leave it. <laughs> All right? Mm-hmm. So you got to set him up so that you can give him the correction needed so that pretty soon it's out of his head. But dogs are opportunists. You know, your dog may not, you know, be uh, the minute you're back or if you're out of the room, they may tr- jump on a chair and onto the table. Or they may, they may, you know, if you've got a big dog, if you've got a pot roast, even though you shoved it to the back, they'll figure out how to get their paw and pull it up <laughs> towards them, okay? Many dogs are opportunists until you, you want to really work work on this um for the first two weeks you work on it every day you set them up with something that's you know it smells really good so they learn to be in the kitchen and not go after it then you do it a couple times a week you're always kind of you know reminding them that's wrong that's wrong behavior and i'm not going to tolerate this all right but then right now like i say when you guys are eating you have to figure out where you're going to do with the dog the dog has no right to be around you when they're eating i hate that I was over mm-hmm. at a girlfriend's house one time, and she has a big yellow lab. So I sit down. I mean, when he sat, his uh, his head was almost even with my sh- a little bit lower than my shoulder. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he, I'm sitting there. So I looked at him. I said, excuse me, move. He gave me a growl like, screw you, lady. This is my table. And I looked at Ann. I said, Ann, uh, I don't like this behavior. She said, well, that's what he does. And so it's like... Okay, I'm not here to train your dog. That's that's just fine. I just got up and moved to the other side of the table and let him look at her mm-hmm. plate. <laughs> because, like I said, mm-hmm. I you know, my rules, what I, what I want and expect from a dog isn't exactly what everybody else. But dogs need rules. And, and there's consequences. And that's a growl. Ah, 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 ah. Be nice. Or, ah, leave it. The lower and slower your tone is, the more uh, deep doo-doo the dog is in. So you got to set up your verbiage. Everybody's got to use the same thing, the same word like uh, quiet or, you know, uh, enough, leave it, back, away. You figure out and put a note on the refrigerator so everybody can see what it means. And you can mm-hmm. use a plain water bottle set on stream, and not water, but, you know, 
plant mister hair mister. You can get them in Wally World in the travel section. All right. They're 99 cents. Okay. I just bought a couple more. But anyway, and so, like I said, pretty soon you don't need that. Remember, it's the first, let's say we're doing the, uh, okay, the, the counter thing. The dog goes up, ah, leave it. If he doesn't, phew, hey, leave it. As soon as he backs away, thank you. Very nice. Very nice. All right. So just stay calm. You don't have to always pet the dog. All right. Just a verbal praise is fine. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to go, ah, ah, leave it. And if he doesn't, after five times of ah, blast, leave it, then it's ah, leave it. And if he doesn't, now the blast comes in. You can also try like a pop can, rinsed out, put five pennies in it, and tape the top of it shut. And you sh- instead of go, ah, blast, you're going to go, ah, shake the can, and then leave it. Because smaller mm. dogs are more sound sensitive than bigger dogs. So sometimes mm. you can do that. And then all of a sudden, all you need is a little tingle, tingle, tingle. And the dog's like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's what we've got to do is you've got to set that up. And I would strongly suggest, now when you go for a walk, let me guess, you walk your dog in a harness, correct? <clears throat> yep. Yep. <clears throat> and so has he ever had a, a, a collar on at all? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. But uh, um, go ahead. At first, I was bringing her just out in the front yard. It was winter when I got her, so I would just have a collar to bring her out to, you know, to pool and pee. Yeah. Uh, but now, now we go for a long walk, so I put a halter on her. Yeah. Her harness. You're right. And a harness restrains; it doesn't uh, doesn't train. A harness also people uh. the dog is out in front. So now they've got to be your protector. They got to bark and be willy nilly and all this because you put them out in front. Now they got to deal with yeah. everything. When they walk with you as a team, now you are a team. You are. They don't feel the need to protect you or to bark about this or willy nilly about that. At any time during your walks, you can stop and say sniffies, and the dog can go and sniff and pee and do all that stuff. But then when you're ready to go forward on a walk, you call them on in. Let's go and now heal or walk. And now you're walking as a team on a loose lead. But most people with the harness keep it very tight and then what happens is that because her bones don't seal until two years old that you're messing with her hip joints sealing correctly her acls and her shoulder blades okay and so that's why having the proper training collar is huge and how to use it is huge for that size dog i would put her in a star mark collar you can get it online a dog training star mark dog training collar is plastic and nylon and there again, the whole thing is when you go for a walk, the dog should walk at your side on a loose lead. You know, if you got a okay. harness and you're restraining them, especially if their plates haven't, the growth plates haven't sealed at two, then you're doing more harm than good. So, and I understand. I don't want a dog to choke at the end of the leash either. I get that. That's why you need. If you have the right training collar, you teach them where they need to be, and then pretty soon you can just take them for a walk in a buckle collar or, or even a harness, and there's no pulling. You don't even know the dog is there. So. Mm. Okay, you can call me. You can I. You can do a private lesson or a class. You know, my my beginner one class is two times an hour and a half each. Okay, and so it teaches mm-hmm. you how you know how to walk on a leash, not you, the dog. Okay, greeting you, greeting mm-hmm. company, the look, the down, the stay, the come. You know, just the overall manners that you need, and then that's what makes a a, a well rounded, well mannered dog. Because dogs that don't have much input into their head. People just think, oh, I'll grow that, I'll grow that. They just turn into Cujo. They bark at everything and anything. You don't have any control. They maul people when they come in as far as, hi, hi, hi. (laughs) You know what I mean? You want to be able to have a polite, happy dog. So, okay. 
Does that help well, at all? Well, you taught me more in half an hour than I went to Petco and I took classes for six weeks for like an hour apiece. You taught me more in a short time. Thank you. Well, you're more than welcome. Thanks for the call. But that's why my classes are condensed. That's why it's just a two-time hour and a half because it's training you, not the dog, getting you to understand what you need to do it, how to do it, and then you implement it into your you know your everyday life. Because it, yeah. And that's the main thing is to get them to think, look to you for direction, and all is right with the world okay i will check into those okay kiddo you bet have a great day thanks for the call okay are we up on that time are we that is that time it's that time okay what percentage of a cat's bones are in its tail what percentage of a cat's bone is it two percent there are no bones in the cat's tail 20 percent or 10 percent we'll be back talk you had with your parents when you were 12, breaking up with that roommate that never washed the dishes, and pretty much every other talk radio station on the dial ever. Not here. This is where talk is fun. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Alright. Thanks for tuning in to the KDK9 Show. I am your nooner every Sunday from noon to two. I'm no longer obviously on from four to six. So anyway, what percentage of a cat's bones are in its tail? 2%, there are no bones in the cat's tail. 20% or 10%. What say you? I will say 20%. All right. What is it? Did, um, you know, Hope, you've been awful, awful quiet over there, Hope. What oh, do you say? She's not even, oh, she's she's not not even on listening. headset. She's so not she even can't. plugged in? Okay, so you're saying 20%? <laughs> I am. Okay, nope, it's 10%. About 10% of a cat's bones are in its tail. These bones are called caudal, C-A-U-D-A-L, vertebrae. A cat's tail is made up of these uh, vertebrae, ligaments and tendons, and voluntary muscles. It is used primarily to communicate and to maintain balance. There you go. It's 20%, 10%, not 20, 10%. So, I, you know, there is no, you know, some people will think, oh, yeah, no, there's no, you know, how many, when you, how many people cut pet a cat's tail? You know, I do, but because I'm looking for burrs, especially in my cat, my cat named Cat. Uh, <laughs> cat, cat showed up out of nowhere, and I always have to name my cats. I do not, when people go here, kitty, kitty, drives me over a wall. Oh my. It's like, okay, why does your cat come to kitty, kitty? Because you don't call it anything else. He thinks his name is Kitty Kitty. kitty. Okay. And so that's why when people come out and they want to pet my cat and they go, come here, Kitty Kitty. I say, knock it off. That is either. I've got uh, Walter. I got Adeline. I got Sally, Squigs, and Cat with a K. Okay. And when Cat with a K showed up, I, he had long, he has long black hair. He's a big black cat. And anyway, um, and I couldn't tell if it was him or her. I had to call him something, so I started calling him a cat. Well, it took me four months to tame him to find out he, it was a he. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, now we got to make a funny out of this because he comes to cat. So that's he said, okay, your name is Cat with a K. So when the grandkids are here, they go, Cat with a K, Cat with a K. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so they now the cat knows how to spell. Well, yeah, they don't understand <laughs> yet how funny that is, Cat with a K. Mm-hmm. They just think it's a name. Now, when they start spelling, spelling, you know, writing it, then they'll oh, get yeah. the joke. So do you have any animals? I forgot to ask you that. I do. I have an old English sheepdog named Higgins. Oh, wow. Higgins, that's a proper name for an old English sheepdog. <laughs> How old? He is five. Five years old? Mm-hmm. Well, and do you keep him in full coat? 
No. <laughs> I, uh, it's really, well, I know you've talked about this before. It's really hard to get him into a groomer yes, right now. Yes, it is. So I actually just gave him his first haircut that I did okay, cool. the other day. Okay. And I think it turned his feet not so great, but the rest of him looks pretty okay. You know, I don't know if you heard the show that what's really good that was brought up to me about a month ago that I, because I don't have a dog that it has the, mo- needs the a haircut. Well, that, you know, like the doodles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, Gillian just needs a little trim. He's a Morky, mm-hmm. Karen Terrier and, and Yorkie. Uh, not, did I say Morky? Oh, slap my face but he's a Karen Terrier in Yorkie but anyway and so the thing is is that you know people uh, beard beard trimmers mm-hmm. okay you use that to, to get the hair away from the eyes yeah and you can trim the feet with the beard trimmers too oh, that's unless they're idea. really really long then you have to do a scissors first mm-hmm. and then get it slow you know whatever but you can do a beard trimmer okay. that, yeah I'm like how ingenious yeah. because you know uh because you're cordless and so and the thing is, is that anytime you do something like that with a dog, you always do it in stages. Maybe, maybe do a half a paw mm-hmm. and then go play a game and the dog gets tired, then come back and finish that paw. Everybody wants to do it all at the same time. Yep. If you just baby step your way into it, the dog gets to enjoy it. You get pretty soon you can do two paws, the whole paw, the four paw. You know what I mean? Yep, it exactly. just builds from there. Yeah. Wow. Old English. I'm impressed. Why did you get it old in English? Uh, I grew up with them. Uh, I had two as a kid, and this is my third one as an adult. Okay. So. Yeah. No, I third one as an adult? Yep. Wowzer. Okay. <laughs> You're the first old person that I know that uh, has gotten, now you know, that you know their sheep of poos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, everybody not. thinks he's a doodle, but yeah. he's, he's he's just a sheep. Good. <laughs> just a sheep. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's head to the phone lines. Okay, we have Jennifer, and she is has a dog that is frantically chewing on its feet due to allergies. All right. Hey, Jennifer, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for holding. I greatly appreciate that. Oh, okay. Of course. Well, I'm very excited to be able to speak to you and ask you my question. Okay, now what kind of dog? It's a multi-poo. And how old? And he's about four and a half. Okay. And how many years have you had him? Um, Is it puppy? He was just a few months okay, old. Okay. 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 What yep. food are you feeding? So I've switched to Nutrisource. Okay. Which flavor? Um, uh, right now it's the beef and red lentil. Okay. Oh, so you're going, do you go to Pure Vita? The Pure Vita? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. Okay. And then um, a probiotic. Okay. And fish oil. Okay. And, so, okay, go ahead. And well, has there been much difference since you did that? Um, I thought there was some. Okay. Um, but really, he is, he is frantically um, itching his sides, chewing his paws, and then he was licking under his armpits all the way until it was, like, raw oh and starting to bleed. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, now, do you have any other dogs? We do. We have a black lab. Black lab. Okay. And how old is that one? He is eight. Okay. Now, um, do you do any chemicals? I mean, is this dog on any drugs, or do you have you put any flea tick, or do you do heartworm? I don't do flea and tick or heartworm. He was getting, because um, having this type of dog was new to me a couple years ago. He was starting to itch, okay. and... The vet that we were taking him to suggested um, allergy shots. Oh, geez, that okay. is super common for these types of dogs. He just has seasonal allergies. Mm-hmm. So we did shots about every six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, over the winter, this last January, when he had a shot, he had a terrible reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. about four or five days after, just yep. covered in hives, yep. you know, 
really lethargic, had to be on um, a steroid and, and some, yeah. you know, other medication to kind of help him through it. Yep. And so that's when I started kind of doing some of this research and listening to some of your older shows and, and making sure to tune in to see if there was anything. Cause I just started to feel like maybe it's, maybe we need to work on the inside out. Yes, it's exactly. Giving it. him medication. Yep, is exactly good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I greatly appreciate that. Um, we, the first of all, what I would do with this pupper is that I would rotate him into a raw diet. Okay. okay. Um, and the reason is we want to empty his system out. You know, as okay. good as Nutrisource is, sometimes dogs are so broken, we got to repair it and then slowly introduce, you know, the processed, you know, food, you know, like some of the time, you know, because like okay. Mike Gilligan, he doesn't get uh, Nutrisource every day. Uh, you know, he, what he, mm. I do some raw, some freeze dried, some dehydrated, and then I do Nutrisource. I do the um, uh, Pure Vita turkey and uh, sweet potato, and yep. I do the yep. Pure Vita duck. And so anyway, so the thing is, and then now when you feed it, do you feed it? Do you rehydrate it? I mean, is it, um, do you feed it dry or do you rehydrate it? Dry. Okay, I would start rehydrating that. But the thing, okay, okay let's back up. So for this dog particularly, what I would do, because we got to get the system to repair. So you're on the right step, the probiotic, but you need a digestive enzyme in there. Okay. You need a fish oil. And I would also get extra virgin coconut oil. Uh, that okay. takes inflammation out of their gut. You know, if there's any inflammation in their guts, you mm -hmm. know, causing some of the, the, the problems, all right? And then um, now the, the raw, you know, is out of the freezer, obviously, or you can just, like, get some, okay, that there's the sound. <laughs> you want to <laughs> hold on so when we come back sure. from the big break here, then we can um, continue this, all right? Great, okay, kiddo. You. Oh, no problem. Greatly appreciate it. Okay, uh, let's see. Where are we at here? Okay, dolphins. Dolphins have been trained by the U.S. Navy to uh, all of these locate mines, guard nuclear uh, arsenals, or fire.